Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. To the Shack, I'm Daniel. And I'm Wilbur. And today's episode is, the government wouldn't do that, right? Would they do that to you? Yeah, after this, you I, don't trust the government ever. No, they'll do they'll do anything they want to do to you, so I your have, neighbor. Yeah, I have 10, 10 tests that the government has done on the U.S. population without prior knowledge that they have admitted to. So, I mean, we're this is... This is conspiracy, but it's not conspiracy. This is real yeah, life. All these 10, the government has confessed to. Right. So imagine... What they haven't confessed, confessed to. to. Yeah. Uh, That's the conspiracy. Eventually, we'll do MK Ultra on here. Yeah. and Which, again, they have confessed to. Right. Like m- People hear MK Ultra and they think that it's like a they, conspiracy theory. Yeah, they don't do that. No, they ha- they admitted it is the only reason we yeah. know about it. Right. Oh, yeah. And that's just... The, imagine the parts that are redacted, the parts right. that aren't talked about. Ugh. Imagine, you know, in, uh, on September 10th, 2001, you know, those trillions of dollars gone missing. Who knows where it's going? It could be funding things like all this that we're about to talk about. All these fun little experiments. I'm just going to bring one up real quick um, before we even get to it. Uh, any of these um, that just happened recently with the Beagles and Dr. Anthony, the guy that's been uh, regulating uh, all of our policies for health and sci- I am the science. I can't do his voice anymore. But, I, you know, put uh, what are those flies, those uh uh, they're, they're black or not black flies. Uh, not bot flies. It no, it's it's it wasn't flies or something. It, it was beach lice. Something crazy. It and was they, black. It was black. Not black soldier flies. Something was, like that. It was like these little. It's the little bugs that you get on the beach that are literally, the they're like chiggers that can jump on you. Yeah, and they're horrid. Like they start burrowing into your skin. So and me and my brother one time, yeah, we're literally fishing at night, and we went on a back beach, and we're like, "Why is nobody fishing here tonight?" And we got out. Literally, it was horrific. Yeah, our legs were like all red and welted from Ooh. seconds being outside. Yeah. Well, so what 
Dr. Fauci did in his experiments. I don't care. That little man. That little man. That little weak man. Hurry up so we can get uh, into this. He uh, took beagles. Beagles. Beautiful dogs. Wonderful dogs. Put them, restrained them, put their head in a box cage, wouldn't let them move. Had the doc, the scientists, quote unquote, I'm using that term loosely, cut their vocal cords out so they couldn't bark because they were getting annoyed. And they put their heads in these boxes and put these flies in there to eat them alive for science. What, what a great human being. What a great man. I think we should put his head in a box and give him the same fly treatment and mm. just see what happens for science. For, for science. science, people. I am the science. Didn't he do the one where they removed the head too? Kept it alive. Yeah. Oh wait. I um, I don't know. I don't know if that was him in particular, but we we've done that. Yeah. And I know Russia actually had a. Russia did do that. They hooked this dog's head up to like this mech suit thing, and it was alive, and it was moving the arms and legs. It's it's nuts. They just built. This is not the same thing. Mm-hmm. But there's a ball python behind you, and I just remember this. They built a robotic suit for a ball python, <laughs> and it works. Now, and this snake is addicted to the the suit. Yeah, because he's a reptilian. I mean, he's a rep. He's now a bipedal reptilian. I mean, it it is no. It was like a. It was making it like a lizard. Oh, okay. It had okay. like four legs. Four. Okay, still. And it could steer like every time it was looking somewhere, it'd start walking that way. This this just remind me. Did you ever see the guy who put like electrodes up to plants and then hooked a, an arm up to it with a knife in it so. Uh, the yes. Could defend itself. Yes. <laughs> well, that's just great. Our uh, mushrooms do that. We're all dead. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Okay. So let's get to the studies. Yes. Number ten. I said it right before the episode, and now I'm struggling. The Tuskegee syphilis studies. Oh, okay. Syphilis studies. Now this seems like a good thing. Syphilis. Oh, and I have to do a warning at the beginning. Uh, some of these get really gruesome. Mm-hmm. Hey, but we're just bringing you. They put plutonium in people's blood to see what. Oh, I could see how that would and be beneficial. Tell them. Okay. And they melted. Mm, they probably thought they had something Anyways, like the U.S. Public Health Service contributed to the Tuskegee syphilis study beginning in 1932. A total of 600 African-American men were chosen to be involved in this study. 399 with syphilis and 201 without. Those with syphilis were denied proper treatment for their disease. The government wanted to ensure that they were able to track its progress without interruption by medicine. So they mm. wanted these men to die from syphilis. Wow. The men were never given the option to participate in the study because they were never told about the experiment. How did they get syphilis then? How did they... Let's, let's keep talking. Okay. The experiment was only supposed to last for six months, but it became a long-term study that lasted... Okay, I want you to guess. If it was supposed to last six months and it became a long-term study, how mm. long did it last? I don't know how long it takes to die from syphilis, but I don't know, like 10 years? 40, 40? years. <laughs> they denied these African-American men treatment for 40 years. When penicillin became the main drug to treat syphilis, the patients were denied access to it and weren't given the option to opt out of the study for their whole life. Did they even know they were in the study? No. Wow. So the government just kept telling them they weren't allowed, and they wouldn't tell them why. Yeah. In exchange, they were given free medical exams and burial services. Jesus. 
the lawsuit was later filed, the government granted free burial services to all surviving patients. To all surviving. Oh my gosh. So let's reread this. Let's let's talk about this. Six hundred African American men were chosen to be involved in the study. Okay. So I don't understand. What did they do? How did they infect well, them? Well, in the 1930s, they didn't have rights. Okay. Uh, the U.S. government did not treat them as people. Yeah. Wasn't that when so like, they the picked... two-thirds thing was going on? Or three-fifths compromise? Yeah, because that started at the end of the Civil War Which... and went all the way up until, the, what, the 60s? I honestly, I don't know. I'm, I'm bad with civil rights. I'm bad with his, yeah, with all that stuff. Civil rights. I know they didn't have rights really up until like the 50s and the 60s. Right, yeah. And like in the 60s, they really still didn't have rights. They just had them on paper. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyways, so the government basically picked these 600 African-American men. They knew that 399 of them had syphilis. As far as I can tell, they did not give them syphilis. They just had syphilis. And that's mm-hmm. why part of they were picking. And then the 201 were picked for control. Mm. You know, to compare. But those with syphilis were denied treatment for the disease for the whole study. And the guys, let's say they agreed to this study. Yeah. But when they first agreed to this study, it was six months long. Yeah. You weren't going to die from syphilis in six months, most likely. But 40 years later, they kept it as a long-term study. They denied these people medical attention their entire lives. Mm. The only benefit they got out of the survey was they had free medical exams from the people <laughs> doing the study, and they'd pay for their burial service. It's like, uh, oh, the benefit is you're going to die from this study. Yeah, we're going to torture you, but don't worry, we'll put you in the ground. It's like, it's like strapping you to an electric chair. It's like, uh, yeah, the benefit of this is you get free electricity running through your body. It's free. You don't even have to pay for it. So keep in mind, this is all the, the government has cop to this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's they, what I want people owned. to understand from this episode. Yeah. Is everything on this list, the government has said, yeah, we did that. We did this experiment, and you know, for, for science. What they lost in the lawsuit was they just had to pay for the burial rights of the surviving test subjects. So nothing. Nothing. A, a drop in a bucket. Nothing. That's ridiculous. Like, I, This is not the worst one on this list. Yeah, I know. And this and is just But not demeaning it. Yeah. It gets worse. Yeah. And that's hard to think. And what's even even the the worst layer to it? It was racially like oh yeah, separated. that's the only yeah it was like, racial because yeah. they were they were like oh we're gonna pick on the people that don't have rights yeah so we can physically deny like healthcare are, and then okay so what's the benefit of this study? What is even the out like what are you they doing? They wanted this? to know how bad long term syphilis was <laughs> and how fast it killed you. Jesus. Yeah. So what? Why? So they why? picked the African American community. Yeah. Because they had no rights at the time. Yeah. Why wouldn't they just... Or no real rights. Yeah. I guess I, I don't understand. There's, even if you knew that information, what do you benefit from that? What do you benefit at all from knowing that information? Uh, It's like, uh, not Fahrenheit 151, whatever Nine, that... Yeah, Fahrenheit 9-11 or whatever. Uh, the or Japanese no, camp in China uh, during World War II. Okay. They literally did these horrific experiments like this on the yeah. Chinese uh, and on Chinese and Koreans. Okay. Uh. Because they just wanted to know the answers. Yeah. Like how long it took a man to freeze to death and how long you could freeze a man to death or freeze a man close to death and bring him back. Like they were doing all these horrible experiments. Anyways. So that's that one. If we have any, I don't know if this show has many African-American listeners, but if you do, write us an email. I want to know how this makes you feel because this is something that I can't relate to. Like that they were chosen by race. Yeah. 
Which is, yeah, <laughs> awful. And it's because they were less dead. And it, what that means uh, when the phrase less dead pops up is at the time they were viewed as less than people, so they were viewed as less dead yeah. so they could treat them like that. It's just ridiculous. Mm-hmm. It's just, and it's like, the thing is, like, that's how the government will frame things. You know, there's, oh, they're just less people. Like, yeah. yeah. Like, that's our government. I don't know. It's people... It's maybe not just our government, but just people in power. So you're going to see for most of these, they have a certain time scale to them. Okay. And that's because of public domain. So like the information gets leaked out. Gotcha. So not saying that these stopped in the 50s and the 60s. Right. It's just saying that they haven't released those documents yet. Mm-hmm. And just wait about... Uh, it's. I mean, I don't know what the time frame is on releasing things like when you have to, but... I think it's 60 years. Let's wait 60 years from now. I mean, I'll be an old man, but I can't wait to hear what comes out then if we're all still uh, alive and well at that point. All right. So and this this next one connects to two very famous serial killers, well, murderers, two very f- famous murderers. Okay. Uh, this is the Stateville Penitentiary Malaria Study. Malaria Study. Okay. Yeah, it was great. The U.S. government conducted a, state, a Stateville Penitentiary malaria study in the 1940s at the Stateville Penitentiary, located in Illinois. It involved 400 prisoners who were illegally infected with malaria and subject to, uh, subjected to this study. The goal was to test experimental drugs to find a cure for the disease. In addition, the tests were administrated and documented solely by the prisoners themselves. Wow. Uh, so you have to tell us if this works. Okay. Tell us how you feel. Yeah. Not only were they the patients, but they were also the proctors. What's that mean? The guys giving the administrating the study. The 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 uh So like yeah, the guys running the experiment were also the prisoners. How's that work? Yeah, it didn't. Okay. Let's just say that. Okay. Uh it's just ridiculous. Also, these guys were they aware? So I mean these prisoners who were legally infected with the malaria were subject to this studies. The goal, I think they were. Let's let's man, keep reading. Did you say? Did you say legally or illegally? illegally. Okay, okay. Uh, the prisoners who decided which of them would take the part in the uh, so the prisoners each decided wh- who which prisoners would take part in the experiment, which would be the people they don't like. Yeah, the testing process counted towards their sentence, though, allowing them to serve much less time. <laughs> the prisoners will also choose who was eligible to receive a reduced sentence. So the prisoners are running this <laughs> experiment prison to let prisoners out early. Yeah. However, intriguing this may be, uh, from the perspective of the patients, the experimental drugs often had irreversible side effects. Hmm. They were so. Let me keep reading, and then yeah. we'll go back through. Right. Yeah. One of the most famous prisoners involved in the experiment was Nathan Leopold, who may be recognized from the Leopold and Loeb murder case in 1924. The state, he stated that the prisoners would often deal with the horrific side effects affecting them without complaint. Despite the immortality or the immortality of this experiment, it was praised by many for its benefits that would create a, or create for society. Citizens saw it as a sacrifice to find the cure for malaria at the prisoners' expenses. So they, they basically came to the... It's, this study was highly legal. So how they kind of got around it is like, we let the prisoners do it all. Yeah. Right, exactly. It's not us. These so guys are doing it. a group of prisoners that are running this experiment. Yeah. They are injecting by kind of volunteering. So they did allow the prisoners to choose, hey, if you you know, you get it less on your sentence. Mm-hmm. Uh, Leopold is that Leopold. He's from one of the richest families in North America at the time. Okay. So they were worth about $200 million when he went to prison. Okay. In 1920. 
It's a lot of money then. Uh, it was. I can't remember the exact number, but it was like eight or nine billion dollars today. Yeah, it's a lot. It's stupid money. Yeah. Um. Anyways, they just so the prisoners could go to these other prisoners and say, "Hey, I will do this experiment," and you know they agree on. They were letting the prisoners negotiate with other prisoners. <laughs> Does this seem? And the government. I almost have no. I almost can't even I know, fathom it's that. Like it's insane. It is, and it's their way around getting around that, uh, you know, that level of responsibility or to be yeah, held accountable it. for the it. The prisoners did it. Yeah. That, hi, oh, man. And now, oh, never mind. I'll get onto it after this. But yeah, so that's that one. But now we just, okay, so now we just, you know, genetically modify mosquitoes and breed them and then release them into the wild and let them naturally affect areas with malaria. Bill Gates. Bill Gates is doing that. Just so you know, people. That's that's next episode. Calm yeah. down. Yeah, I know. We're warming up. Uh, you ready for number eight? Soy boy. Yes. Navy sponsored beef blood transfusions. Navy sponsored beef blood transfusions. Yes. Okay. I know I misread things. I didn't then. No, I'm just I'm just making sure I heard you. Edward right. Cohn, a biochemist working for Harvard University, conducted an experiment in 1942 that was sponsored by the U.S. Navy. The Navy had conducted Cohen to engage in a secret program to discover the possibility of bioweapons. His work involved injecting prisoners with cow blood to determine a protein that could be used to invent an upcoming war. The 64 subjects who were injected with cow blood all suffered catastrophic effects, ending in death. Huh. Although the government experiment failed, it was soon learned that Cohen's methods that were the true way to identify the protein was not in the cow blood, but in human blood. The methods of which are, were, were replicated using human blood, the protein was not only isolated, but also purified. Instead of being used to harm others, this protein was later used to effectively treat shock patients. Shock patients. Patients that are experiencing shock. Okay. Huh. So, okay, okay. So, actually good came out of that, I guess. Not the cow blood part. No, 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 no. Not that part. That's uh, the messed up part. So they used to do this in like Rome. Inject you with cow blood? They would do a blood transfusion in Rome. In Roman times. Yeah. In Rome with cow blood to make prisoners go insane. Yeah, I think it would... How would that not immediately kill you? Oh, it does. I mean, oh, yeah, it's, I it's a long process because first off, you have blood infections. Your body is fighting blood. It's not... It's, Gosh. It's so crazy. It's literally you go insane and you're like burning up because you're getting blood infection, which is one of the worst infections you can get. Yeah. Uh, oh, it's and like, then you die. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Then you die. Yeah. Okay. So this was Navy sponsored. Navy sponsored. Military industrial complex sponsored. The Navy SEAL. The Navy SEAL. Okay. Yeah. Well, this one's messed up and they uh, should have known that this was not going to work. Who's this Cohen guy? Who is this? Like, how did he get... Edward Cohen. He's a biochemist from Harvard. How does Harvard uh, bring up someone so dumb? Oh, I mean, keep in mind, they weren't looking for a cure. They were looking for a bioweapon. And they were testing on these patients to see what proteins developed to use as a bioweapon. Okay. He's not dumb. Okay. He just didn't care. Okay, he's cold. He's, he's just, cold. Yes, no soul. Yeah. No, so he's not looking for anything good out of this. Good was accidental. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, freaking bioweapons. 
yeah, I mean, dealing with that today, I still believe. Um, not a good thing. Anyone that d- dives into that kind of uh, line of work has prob- is probably a demon or influenced by Close demons. Enough. Yes, and they should probably, uh, you know, get taken out back and... Bioweaponed. Get bioweaponed with a... Here's some cow blood. Yeah. And Enjoy a, your stay. Here's a six-shooter. Oh, and, no, here, maybe the next one will help you. Okay. Ready for number seven? Yes. During the mid-1940s, the U.S. was busy with the Manhattan Project to create the atomic bomb. Mm-hmm. Because the effects of radiation of the bomb were largely unknown, uh, the government spent years studying them, including experiments on its own citizens. Yep. Plutonium was one of many radioactive materials oh. the government used these types of tests. Patients would receive a dose of radioactive plutonium, sorry, plutonium <laughs> in the form of injections. Jeez. A majority of these patients were terminally ill, uh, which made the results of the experiment difficult to understand fully. Huh, I wonder they why. They were never told what they were being injected with, partially because of the word plutonium remained a government secret until after World War II. Wow. Although uh, these patients did not die from the effects of the plutonium, as far as the study could tell, the government's secrecy and willingness to subject its own citizens to such experiments raised suspicions for many. They were injecting these cancer patients. With plutonium. These cancer patients. These people that are literally having the worst experience. Yeah. That probably humans can endure as far as disease. Yeah, and they're going to make it worse. And they're injecting them with liquid plutonium. Yeah. My gosh. So not only are you rotting away from cancer, your other parts of your body are melting from radioactive radio- From the radiation. inside out. From the inside out. And so... This is the government! Right. So they did this, and then knowing... They didn't tell them either. That, so this is not like the other... At least some of the other ones were kind of voluntary. Yeah. It, kind, well, no, not really. Not the, I mean, not the first one. Not the African-American one. Yeah, yeah. But like the prisoner one... Yeah. Was kind of voluntary. Yeah, yeah. Under... Under false pretenses, too. I mean, like, they were in a prison in the in the 20s. They wanted out. Exactly. So, yeah, yeah, shoot me up. Yeah, even though not knowing, yeah, you're going to die from this. They were injecting cancer patients. With plutonium. With plutonium. And so. That's your government. They knew, well, not knew. These people obviously died from so, this. And once again, the less dead. They were taking these people. The yeah. society at the time was like, they're already less dead. Less than, yeah. They're already dead. Mm-hmm. So that's like nobody cares what we do to these people. That's which is not true. Um, if you have a soul, um, yeah, uh, yeah. And so they did this. They and they knew this. Whatever effects it had on them, obviously accelerated their death. Let's just say that they they had to at least so know that. So the government that. said right. That nobody died from these tests. Right. They yeah. all died from their natural thing, and which they may probably be all true. died from co whatever they know. may that may be true that they all died from their normal diseases that they had because their immune system was weakened by injecting radioactive plutonium, plutonium into, it. into it yes so they had the i mean even after dropping the atomic bomb they knew there's going to be like horrible effects from dropping it and they definitely so still at this did point, that they didn't understand radiation very well yeah and that's what they were testing on these cancer patients to be like how bad does it hurt your body <laughs> And then they drop. And then they're like, well, these people are already riddled with cancer. Yeah. We can't really use this data. And then they dropped not one bomb, but two. And then they used it. Then they tested it on cheap. Let's move on. Mm-mm. Wait, real quick. Didn't, I don't, it's probably not on the list, but didn't uh, we test a bomb on our own soldiers and stuff like that? And, and... Let's talk about the World War II monster gas experiments. Okay. Okay. 
Ooh, mustard gas. Ooh. During World War II, the U.S. government conducted... Keep in mind, mustard gas was heavily used in World War One. Yeah, it's, it's been around. And World War Two. Mm-hmm. But after World War Two, it wasn't as big a deal. Because it was too hard to deal with. If the wind was wrong, it would kill your own troops. Yeah. Anyways, I just wanted to say that. During World War II, the U.S. government conducted many experiments on its own soldiers to test the efficiency of gas masks and protective clothing. Gosh. It is estimated that nearly 60,000 human subjects were uh, used during this study, mostly Caucasian men. However, many Japanese and African Americans were also used to identify any possible skin differences with this experiment. Uh, so there were several different tests used to determine the strength of such uh, protective clothing, both in gas chambers and in the field. The field test involved releasing the chemicals in an open area outdoors using human subjects to test particular clothing items and monitor the effects of the chemical and the nature it had on them, such as animals and water quality. So they put you out in a field in this protective clothing with sheep and water and then watch everything burn. And gas you. Yeah. Uh, There was also some evidence that shows that the soldiers were not offered any protective gear or clothing. In some chamber tests, Troops would wear masks and clothing and stood in these deadly gases for more than four hours. Good Lord. Good Lord. The tests were repeated daily using the same people as subject until they exhibited dangerous dangerous reactions or they died. Yeah. Huh. Huh. Go figure. So when you were in this test, you were tested until you died. Wow. I mean... You're a soldier. Yeah. You don't know what you signed. You know, you got... You signed the contract. I mean, you wanted to be... You want... I, I feel like 99% of people who go into the military do it for good reasons. They want to... A soldier is just a soldier. To them. To they the are, military I'm, industrial... No, I'm talking about for a person, as a human. Okay. You're just a person. Yeah. You're not evil. No, not at all. It's this. It's the government yes. using you as pawns. Yes, exactly. Like, I think I think and at everyone camp, that's... They beat you down so hard that you do not question orders. Mm-hmm. So, like... When we do MK Ultra and stuff like that, mm-hmm. they used uh, actually they, they talk about this experiment as well uh, later on, where they were told them they were going to be testing pro- protective clothing, but they weren't. They were actually testing the gases Jeez. for the Cold War. Yeah, and it was like literally, and they they the government got away with it because they said they had the option to opt out whenever they wanted. But as a U.S. soldier, you were beat down for months in boot camp mm-hmm. to not question the, the orders of authorities. Yep. So even if you could back out, would you? Right, exactly. Exactly. What would be the punishment or what would be the reaction? What would you have to deal with after that? And I'm just going to rail on our well, government a little bit and our military-industrial complex. That's what this episode's for. Yeah. So, you know, I think, uh, first of all, I think war is evil and disgusting and just overall bad. Not good for human beings, not good for society, not good for the world. And I think it's used to divide human beings because, you know, at the end of the day, we all have our cultural differences, and that's a good thing. I think that's a great thing because it's the spice of life. It's variety in the world. It's a wonderful thing, um, just being different. Like, that's good. But we war with other countries, and I think most of the time, war nowadays, modern day in times, it's all manufactured. It's all set up. We're all pitted against each other for certain reasons where at the end of the day, you know, the average everyday citizen from this country is warring with that country. If you got the average everyday citizen and sat them down, they would be so similar and and not actually fighting, not actually wanting to 
bomb each other or kill each other, which that's what war does. It's just killing people. It's killing everyday normal people. It's the people who are causing the problems between other countries usually aren't the ones fighting in the war or the ones dying from the war. Uh, oh, yeah. Any- so people are just used as fodder to... 100%. They're not humans anymore. Exactly. And our the way our military, and you know, I support our country. I'm, I very much love this country because it's a great place to be. But our military justifies going to war because they want to spread democracy. Our government wants to spread democracy and help save these people and protect these people. When we're the ones burning it and bombing it in the first place, we have uh, over 800 plus military bases around the world. I think if you have a, I think militaries and in general and our should only be in defense. Like it's to defend your country. Yeah. Here we are. We don't have any like defense you know, fortification, I don't know, here, not nobody's attacking us. We're out in all these other countries spending our military, our people, our money all around the world trying to defend other people. I think, you know, it's not our business to be doing that. And it's, it's, it's portrayed or framed in a way that we're doing this for the good. I don't think we're doing any good really that much at all when it comes to having 800 plus military bases around the world. I mean, look how we used to be like for World War II. Like, it took a lot for us to get involved. We were very much of, it, it's not America's problem. Like a laissez-faire, hands-off. Like, yeah, we don't care. Yeah. It's not us. You know, it's Europe's problem. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, it's it's the Pacific's problem. Mm-hmm. It took a lot to drag us into that. But e- even and then now, it's every conflict on the planet we oh, have to have oh, be we, involved with. We make them up. Yeah. I think we're making them up. I don't... I don't think some of them make it up. I just think some of them are so small and mundane when they start, and then we get involved. Well, and then people that are against us get involved, and then it takes them from a little local affair here's, to a global. Here's what I mean when I when I say we make it up. I think we make up the circumstances as to why we're going to war. Oh yeah. So like with Libya, um, we took Libya was one of the most prosperous countries in Africa um, in the early 2000s, and Gaddafi was there president or whatever their he was their leader or whatever he took them the most prosperous country in africa and i think the average citizen like had the quality of life was like higher than any other country in africa and what he did is he took them from the u.s like petrodollar based economy took them off that and created his own economy and based off the gold standard so that was his first mistake according to well, so we didn't claim this is why, but this is why I think we did it. So he did that, and his country, like the way his policies were set up, now, I don't know too much about him personally, but it was good for the everyday average citizen, like you and us, like all of us, 90% of, I'd say, everyone around the world, maybe 95%. It was good for them in that country. Um, but what we said he did is he gave his soul. This is why we went to war with him. We said he gave his soldiers Viagra, and so they were, um, so they would be more uh, energetic, and they were raping women. So we need to go to war with him and just wreck that country. We turned that country from most prosperous to um, a third world country that has open slave trade markets now, and you can—they're still going on today. Mm. Open slave trade, like s- trading human slaves, still in Africa from the probably one of the best, all because I think he switched his economies and wasn't going to deal with you know the people i think like the 
the Federal Reserve, the banking system, all that that runs a lot of the world, I would imagine, or at least controls it through their that econ- economic system. The Juggalos? The Juggalos. He stepped away from it and did his own thing that was good for just him and their country, which I think everyone, a, a good leader, would do for your own country. You want your own people to prosper. You want your own people to have a good quality of life, not just the people running it, but every average everyday citizen. He did that. We said he was giving his soldiers Viagra and they were raping women, so we had to go in there and kill him. And then Hillary Clinton says, we came, we saw, he died. And then she cackled and laughed about it. And it's just the motivations behind it. None of that other stuff's talked about. It's just that, oh, he's a bad man. We got to bomb them and kill them. And now we're in like, I don't know. uh, We're in so many different countries we don't deserve to be. So There's my little rant a little bit. We'll do a whole episode on the, uh, how Africa's being taken over by China right now. Right now? Oh, yeah. Did you not know that? We won't talk about it now, but yeah, Africa's being taken over by China, and Africa's like panicking about it. Why? Some of the big like people for Africa mm-hmm. as a whole continent, mm-hmm. it's like China's building their infrastructure. Yeah. And like they're replacing their textbooks already with like Mandarin and making them learn Mandarin <sighs> in school. It's crazy. Yeah. It's not good. Uh, anyways, number five. And I said we're going we're gonna to talk about... MK Ultra's a tiny bit. Okay. This is just a taste for everybody. Mm-hmm. But this Operation Midnight Climax. And who names this stuff? I think I had one of those once. <laughs> the CIA began experiments <laughs> with LSD. Uh, and under the agency chemist and a, and poison exper- or expert, Sidney Godable. Okay. Godable. Uh, so under, under agency chemist and a poison expert. Wow. Inducing people with LSD. Okay. He believed the agency could harness the drug's mind-altering properties for brainwashing or psychological torture. Under the uh, under the subcategory of Project MKUltra, the CIA began to fund these studies from the Columbia University, Stanford University, and other colleges on the effects of the drug. After a series of tests, the drugs were deemed to be too unpredictable to use for uh, counterintelligence. MKUltra... MK Ultra also included experience with MDMA, ecstasy, uh, mycelium, heroin, barbiturates, methamphetamines, and psychedelics like magic mushrooms. Gosh. Operation Midnight Climax was MK Ultra's project in which the government employed lots of lots of prostitutes to lure unsuspecting men to the CIA's safe house where they were drugged and the experiments took place. The CIA dosed these men with heavy doses of LSD and while at the times drinking cocktails behind a two-way mirror. So these little like, CIA agents were having a party behind this two-way mirror watching these men's lives get destroyed. Yeah. Uh, and they watched the effect of the drugs and the men's behaviors. Recording devices were installed in the prostitutes' rooms, distinguished as electrical outlets. Uh, mostly Operation Midnight Climax. Experiments took place in San Francisco, Marion County, California, and New York City. The program had little oversight, and the CIA agents involved admitted that they were free or freewheeling, party-like atmosphere prevailed. MK Ultra is like we're going to do a series on it. Yeah, probably we're like three have or to. four episodes. Oh yeah, because it's it's a lot to literally dig into. insane. It's a, yeah, yeah. The amount of non-supervision. That's, that's putting it lightly. Uh, so one of the main chemists, and he admitted to this. Uh, I cannot think of his name. One of the main guys of the study, and there was a couple guys above him that were really, really scary. Okay. MK Ultra had monsters in it, yeah. literal monsters. Mm-hmm. He had a a fifty gallon metal drum appear in his office one day. Nobody told him nothing. It was there for a week. He finally opened it up. It was full of vials of LSD. 
And like these little two ounce vial glass vials, it's the old break style where you have to break them to get them open. Yeah, thousands and thousands of them. He figured it up today; it'd be worth like four or five billion dollars. Yeah, on the open market. And then one day it disappeared. Hmm. Nobody ever told him who put it there. Nobody ever told him who took it. Nobody told him what it was for. But the guy above him wanted to test it on a water supply in <laughs> New York City. And finally, that's the only time like he ever got told no. Yeah. So they think he went out west and did it in a different city. Wouldn't shock me. And it probably the city probably got wiped off the map because people were probably killing themselves and stuff like that. Yeah. LSD is an interesting drug if you know you're taking it. Okay, yeah. If you don't know you're taking it, your suicide rate goes up a lot. Oh, I, can, I can't. Well, I've never done it, but I can only imagine. I've heard stories. I can only imagine, especially See, taking a lot. It just drives you insane. And the dosage they were giving, or like I think it was ten to a hundred times. Yeah, today's dose. There's a story I watched on YouTube. This guy telling he was going home from I don't know if he was walking home from work, and I think he was from the UK. I cannot remember. It's been a long time since. It, but he said he uh, he was going home from work and he got stopped by this guy, and he was talking to him on the street. And the guy's like, "Hey, man, like you want to do you want to try some acid? Which is LSD, right? Yeah." And he, like, didn't know. Like, he's like, okay, like, sure, I'll just try it. Like, why not? And he said the guy's like, okay, here. And he held, held it over. And so he opened his mouth to take it. And he said the guy, now, I think normally you just take, like, it's like a little tab, it's, like a piece of paper. tiny. Tiny about. He said this guy squirted something in his mouth. And he you felt mean, it running down his throat. It was so LSD. much. Yeah. So he didn't know. And he's like, and after the fact, he now he knows how it was a lot. But at the time, he didn't know. And he's like, he felt it swallow it. He felt it running down his throat. He said for three days he was on this trip or whatever. And he was just, he said it lasted three straight days. It never stopped. And then he finally, it came to eventually. And it was just like insane and nuts. He's like, I'm lucky enough I made it home before it actually hit. Mm -hmm. But he was down for three days. That's, I mean, I can't even imagine. I can't imagine, I can't even imagine it, but. That story always stood out to me. Don't take don't take stuff from random strangers. Don't 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 do hard drugs. <laughs> I, I can't tell you what to, what not to do. Yeah, just I advise. LSD is not one to mess with, in my opinion, because it literally does. Will you stop moving? You're making so much noise. I'm sorry. It's got me all worked up. You, the LSD literally rots holes in your brain. Hmm. hmm. It burns. It burns your gray matter. Like it's. It's an acid. It's not good. Yeah. The reason you're seeing all kinds of weird stuff is because your brain is literally dying. <laughs> if you're going to do something, and I don't advise you to do anything, but if you have to do something, do mushrooms. Yeah. They've been here for millions and billions of years. I mean, people do it every year. and They're just know. waiting for you to have so, a conversation. Let's talk about number four, my favorite. And I finally remembered the name of it. Operation Sea Spray. Sea Spray. In September of 1950, the U.S. Army was involved with a very secretive experiment to test the possibility of biological warfare Gosh. near the western coast. They did not, or they did so by releasing biological weapons into the street of San Francisco to test their effects. So they're worried about biological weapons. So they're going to so they release biological, biological weapons. weapons. Yeah. I, well, you just want to know what happens. I feel like uh, I don't know. If I was president, I would make anyone that uses oh, or experiments with bioweapons. Uh, Death penalty. You're, well, you would be JFK. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Probably. But that's the thing is, keep in mind the president probably knows nothing about any of these experiments. Stuff, yeah. The yeah. president's nothing. 
Yeah, I know. Everybody at home, unfortunately. Just so you know, president's nothing. It never has been. Um, and it, uh, there's ways to prove. I mean, it. guess like maybe like whoever the seventh president was. Anything by him and before was modern day real. Here, the only example uh, right away off the top of my head that can prove it, um, when Barack Obama was elected president, um, there was an uh, email sent, and you can find this, it's public knowledge, uh, Citigroup, which is like a big think tank from the major powerful corporations, sent him an email of people they suggested that should be in his oh, president's cabinet. Presidential cabinet. Um, and 100% of their suggestions was appointed to his cabinet. Everything they said, he absolutely did 100%. There was no deviation from it. So is he picking it? Is he in control of anything? Or are they telling him exactly what to do, what to say, how? To... That's that's what's going on. So there's just a little taste. I mean... Just a little taste. JFK literally died because he tried to fight the CIA. Yeah, he said he's going to splinter them into oblivion so they weren't even recognizable, like their power. And... Shot in the head. Dead. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So once again, September 5th, or September 1950, U.S. Army tested biological weapons on San Francisco. Uh, they released a type of bacteria to gain information <laughs> of how it would affect the population. Uh, when they d- they were done without any citizen consent, the city didn't know. Planes just started spraying stuff in the air. Hmm. Uh, and at the end of Operation Sea Spray, six different biological warfare tests had been performed on the residents of San Francisco. The release killed many people and harmed even more. The government had, the government then concluded that it was very likely that the coast city could be affected by such warfare. Yeah. Like, yeah, we did it. We killed a whole bunch of people. We remember, should watch for this. Remember they're admitting this. Yes. They, this, is all, this is all government has admitted everything on this list. Yeah. Well, one of the many deaths caused by this experiment was Edward uh, Nevin. He died from bacteria the government tested spreading of his uh, urinary tract to his heart. Other cases soon followed him. So basically, this is a bacteria that causes uh, urinary tract infections. Mm. So they were they did this on purpose. So here, a little more information. They wanted this to infect people so they could look at the hospital numbers yeah. and see how many people are being affected. In their mind, they were saying, well, it's just a light urinary tract infection. The disease either evolved or had a second thing that they didn't know about. Yeah. And it, it went straight to the heart and killed a whole bunch of people. Hmm. Literally, people were like dying at the, like on the street. I wonder if that's what Dio's song "Straight to the Heart" was, a, was yes, about. Yes, one hundred percent. Is Operation Sea Spray? Yes. <sighs> I didn't know. You ready for the next one? <laughs> Dio. Dio. Dio knew. How can you deceive us? Just tell us the truth. And what happened to him? See, they he tried. He's, he's dead. He tried. He's dead. They killed Dio. He was trying to do it secretly. Yeah, through messages. Oh dead okay you ready for operation big buzz big buzz operation big buzz i'm gonna guess this is either about um a big bee sting big hive of bees they released or it's about uh getting on the suds you know getting sauced up on some alcohol um it's about uh them probably um without their consent injecting them or getting them involved with some hardcore drugs that they're Or they another bioweapon. Nah, kind of that last one, but that's okay. not really fair. Okay, yeah, they're all bioweapons. I mean, you could really say all these are bioweapons. Yeah. Uh, so Operation Big Buzz, and a catastrophic experiment conducted by the U.S. government in 1955, may not seem as harmful as it actually was. The government released millions of Andeus aegypticus mosquitoes. Oh. 
these are the ones that carry yellow fever. Hmm. And they did it in a Georgia park system. Uh, These bugs quickly dispersed into the suburbs. The goal was to determine how effective the insects could be as a biological warfare by tracking biting biting habits on citizens. Although these mosquitoes weren't infected with yellow fever, the government still tested the potential of biological warfare by experimenting on its own citizens. And the people of Savannah, Georgia, being the target. It has also recorded that government officials disguised themselves as health care officers to effectively record the mosquito bites and track their locations. Many other experiments uh, similar to Operation Big Buzz were performed, such as Operation Dropkick, Operation Big Itch. Uh, Operation Dropkick is very similar to both. uh, They were testing mosquitoes, and they were in Georgia. Operation Big Itch involved the government releasing fleas into the public Mm. to study the bites and their travel habits. Uh, like the goal of Operation Big Buzz, Operation Big Itch was meant to determine the effectiveness of fleas and how they would spread disease and biological warfare. All these studies show that the government determined to develop an advanced biological warfare method. Wow. More biological warfare through the use of insects and bugs. Gosh. I just can't s- stand this. I can't stand it. I don't know. It's awful. Awful. Um, and I still think... A hundred percent, they're doing this still today. Oh, it's never stopped. No, I think they're using mosquitoes. Now, where do mosquitoes come from? I'm. What if they are bio created? Some of the species. So, like they said, this, that's how the, this Egypticus mosquito got to the U.S. Yeah, uh, like the one that carries West Nile. Yeah, is not or, from the. It's not from the U.S. There it, are U.S. species. Right, but what about the and the Zika one too? Right, mm-hmm. wouldn't that one? I like, think that's this one. Okay, yeah, um, bioengineered. Mosquitoes. You know, they've talked so about... The mosquitoes aren't bioengineered. They're just brought from somewhere else. But aren't they... So individual... No, no. So okay. these are just natural mosquitoes from somewhere else. Yeah. So when you... They have diseases completely unique to their population. Mm-hmm. So when they come here, they're extremely able to spread this disease because right. nobody's it's, developed immunity to it. Right, exactly. Yeah. So it's as a bioweapon, but none of this, as far as this exact stuff, is man-made. Um, It's just transferring mosquito X to gotcha. here. So they, but they could potentially put. Yeah, that's what they're studying. Is right. If they did put a new disease in, or a, a vaccine in them. Right. Hey, save it for the end. I got a really special one for you. All right. Is it modern? Because I've heard, I've read articles, and I've very s- seen him. Yeah, seen him say it. Him. No, not that modern. Okay. Okay. All right. So, what do you think of Big Buzz? Awful. Awful. <laughs> Awful. It reminds me of the bats from World War Two. What about them? So they tried to figure out how to make bats into bombs. Jeez. You didn't know this? No. They put incinerary bombs on them. So what they were supposed to do is let these bats out of a plane, and these bats would go roost somewhere in this town. And then they'd blow them and up. And then they'd blow up. Like So what they did first is when they first released the bats, the bats just took off. So then they chilled the bats. So they would go into a much broom at their hibernation. Mm-hmm. Then they threw them out, and the bats just hit the ground and died. And then they, I think it's called Project Batman. And then they, like, the lab blew up from these bats. And, like, a group that they were getting ready to experiment with got out before they got them into the plane. Mm. And they couldn't find them all in time. Oh, no. So they weren't going to blow them up. No, no, it's like a suicide vest. It already has a clock on it. Oh. Once it starts, you can't stop. Yeah. So the whole, like, testing field blew up because all these bats disappeared. (laughs) And they're like... (laughs) <laughs> you know, how would you go tell your boss? Yeah. I'd get in the car and just leave. Yeah. Uh, I'm running to McDonald's, guys. <laughs> I'm sick. I don't know. I'm running to McDonald's. Yeah. I'll be back. I'll grab you guys stuff. 
Yeah. What do you? What's your orders? Please just write them in for me. I'll be a while. Yeah. I'll buy. Uh, I'll buy. (laughs) You ready for the Willow Brook experiments? Willow Brook. Yeah. Experiments. Yes. With an S. (sighs) Go on. Deep breath. Yeah. Come on, Wilbur. Deep breath. This is all real. This is all documented. That's what's ridiculous. And this is just a slice of what our our people in power are willing to do. So the extremely shocking Willowbrook experiments were aimed at discovering a cure for hepatitis. Okay. So right there, some of the worst stuff on the earth has been done with the best intentions. We'll see. I mean, that's a good cover. Like, oh, no, we're doing this just for that. No, I think it's true. Okay. I just don't think they cared how many people it took. For sure. No, obviously. So but like I said, the worst stuff on earth has been done with the best intentions to cure a very harmful disease. Okay. So to, this continuous study lasted from 1956 to 1970. Okay. The subjects were taken to Willowbrook State School, which is located in Staten Island, New York. Uh, they were main, They were mentally handicapped children. Okay. So here's where it gets interesting. Once again, the less dead. Yep. They're taking a section of the population that at the time was looked at negatively. As, as less than. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so they took a whole bunch of handicapped children to this, this school for education, is what they say. Educate, yeah, yeah, quote, unquote. The series of tests involved injecting these children with extremely experimental drugs that were meant to cure hepatitis. Not only were the children unable to, pro- to provide any kind of consent, but they would often die from the treatments themselves. So they were, it doesn't directly say, but I'm pretty sure they were injecting these kids with hepatitis first. I wouldn't shock me. Because if you're testing a cure, you, you kind of have to have the disease. And I don't think all these handicapped kids would just automatically have it. You know, Unless what I mean? the doctor had hepatitis and he was giving it to them the old-fashioned way. Oh, let's not go there. I'm not joking. I know you're not. That happened a lot. Literally, there was, uh, I'll, I'll keep reading here in a second. There was a basically a mental asylum in the 50s that they were lobotomizing women. Mm-hmm. And he would charge people to come have sex with these lobotomized women. Hmm. He basically ran a brothel in a mental hospital, quote unquote, mental hospital. Yeah. That's, Anyways, that, and another side note: there was a, you ever see? I think it was on Netflix. There was this documentary about this doctor I th- in the Midwest. I think Indiana that was in, put his own semen in. He yeah, was a fertility doctor. Yeah, you know he didn't get in any trouble. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy. He got away with it completely. It's crazy. Uh, so not only could be my dad. Yeah, it could be. It would explain a lot. Not only were their children unable to provide consent, but they would often die from the treatments themselves. When questioned about their actions, officials justified themselves by stating that hepatitis was prevented in this institution, or prevent, or yeah, prevalent in this institution. Okay, so it was widespread yes. already. Oh yeah, it was just already like that, guys. Every, all these handicapped kids, all these mentally handicapped kids in this hospital have hepatitis. Yeah. And we don't know why. They must have been born with it, and that's why they are the way they are. And nearly all patients would become infected, anyways. The children who did not contract the disease naturally were infected by the administrators to carry on the experiments. There you go. There it is. That's where they're they're knowingly infecting them. But they said that they were going to get it all anyways. Yeah. We just gave it to them. Yeah. It was inevitable. Even though most of these kids died from the treatments. Mm -hmm. How bad are the treatments? Right. If hepatitis wasn't killing mentally handicapped kids. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
Hey, it's like, hey, let's inject them with plutonium, see if it cures their hepatitis. Oh, they're dead. Uh, I'm pretty sure they probably did. Didn't work. That's, you know, I'm going to, and this, I don't, hope it's not controversial, but I'm going to. I have one more for you. Don't end it yet. Oh, I'm not. I'm going to equate it to like modern day um, ways I, in which we treat cancer. I think came, through my own personal experience, not my personal, but my family's personal, my grandpa had cancer. And um, I think initially he battled it. I think more of a natural way, changing diet, you know, and stuff to try to just get it to go down a little bit or just to take care, just see what would happen. But then they started the chemo experiments and they did went hard on the chemo experiments and through his own account and what he told me in private, which I'm, I'm willing to share now. He said, the chemo is killing me. The chemo is rotting my guts. Oh, it does. The chemo, like I felt okay, but this chemo is just killing me is what he said it's literally like having two different fires in you yeah and it's just hoping that they either they burn each other out before they kill you yeah and i i truly think if he would have or if i don't know i just think there's other ways to go about it i think chemo just is a very convenient way to make well, it's, a it's lot super of money expensive yeah exactly it makes a lot of money and every every uh treatment they administer through chemo i Pretty sure doctors get a little, and the hospital, maybe not doctors specifically, but the hospital gets a good cut of that money. And I, I don't know, health treatment should not be driven, but shouldn't be monetarily driven at all whatsoever. That's off my soapbox now. Okay. Ready for the number one I have on the list. What was number two? The, the Willow Creeks? Yeah. That was two? Okay. Torturing all the mentally handicapped kids? Yeah. Okay. Man, we're flying through them. Yeah. I okay. mean, we're over an hour already. Okay. Well, this is a good one. Okay, what's number one? What would you guess? Um, it is a vaccine experiment. Hey, I just think of those flies. Were they bot flies? No. The one, the, with no, the... bot flies lay larvae in your pores. Oh, okay. It's a vaccine experiment? Yeah. Um, does it have to do with 2020 or 2021? No, 1990s. Okay, so this one. Uh, my, my, okay, what is it? You may have been subject to it. Maybe. What is it? The measles vaccine experiment. Ooh. Perhaps. I don't know. Well, you're not dead, so I doubt it. Okay. Experiments involving the measles vaccine were conducted from 1990 to 1991 by the Center of Disease Control. CDC. Evil. By the CDC. I want to keep that... Evil. I want to keep that very up front. This experiment was done by the CDC. The doctors wanted to know if they could use it to replace the natural antibodies in babies. (laughs) Yeah, let's replace what nature has already given us. To test this, the doctors injected thousands of babies oh my gosh. in the third world with this drug. They should all be, every doctor that's done that should be put to death. The vaccine eventually led to several immune problems huh. in, the babies and, uh, in these babies and caused almost all of them to die. Huh. Although this exact number is completely unknown. Knowing that the drug has this effect, the government state are still tested it. So once again, I want to I want to backtrack. They went to third world countries. Awful. They killed an an, an unknown number of babies and mm-hmm. found out because it causes immune diseases. Mm-hmm. And then they continued the experiment with mm-hmm. the same disease with the same drug. Mm-hmm. So who do you think they tested it next on? Uh, Americans? Well, yeah, but who specifically in America? African Americans. Yep, and Hispanics. Okay. So they tested it on thousands of babies in Los Angeles that were all of African American descent and Hispanic descent. Wow. They injected, they admit to injecting more than 1,500 babies 
in this uh, in this experiment. However, the study came up to an end when it discovered that African children were all dying at an extremely alarming rate for the next three years after receiving the vaccine. The CDC later admitted to the parents, or later admitted that the parents were completely unaware that their children were being infected by this experimental drug that they had not yet been verified by the Federal Drug Administration. Mm-hmm. FDA. So this may not, this whole list is horrible. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Whole list is horrible. Uh-huh. This is the worst one. Yeah. Because first off, they killed who knows how many thousands Ungodly, of babies. Godly, yeah. Because yeah. they will never, they didn't keep records of it, and they will never admit to a number in these third world countries. Right. So they went to a place, they went to these countries Which, that were begging for medicine. We're still doing today. Yes. But they was countries that were begging for medicine to save their kids, mm-hmm. just to save their children. And measles at the time, third world countries, was ravaging the population. Which, we don't even know the origins where that came from. So... This, this the, the, these people, the U.S. government comes. Mm-hmm. The CDC, the CDC comes. It's supposed to be a good, you know. They come and they say, "Here, here's a measles vaccine." Yeah. So right. of course, here to help you. Every parent in their right mind is going to go get it for the go get their you know for mm-hmm. their baby. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, a third world country where you're literally your mass dying off from measles. Yeah. You're going to get it. Mm-hmm. And then all the babies die from the from because the it, vaccine it gives them uh, it kills their immune system. Yeah. I mean, I almost feel like they created the measles thing in the first... They created the problem, created their own solution, and they just knew... I don't know. I just... I'd have to look at the measles yeah. disease. Anyways, then after that, you know this disease, this vaccine kills babies. Mm-hmm. You know it. And it's like, all right, well, we know this. Let's test it here in the U.S. on Hispanic and black babies. Yeah, maybe it'll have a different outcome. Killed all <laughs> of them. And then they admit, later, years later... No, the parents had no idea we did this. Yeah. You imagine? I'd turn into a supervillain. Oh, yeah. I could easily become a supervillain. That's how they're created. I would farm tetrodotoxin. I have so many newts. I could kill everybody. (laughs) Like, I could. If if the U.S. government killed my baby in an illegal study that they didn't tell anybody about. Yeah. Oh, there's going to be repercussions. I would kill everybody. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I would overnight become... The worst biological terrorist ever. Oh, Daniel. Daniel, Daniel. You're a dangerous man. Overnight, like literally. Right. I'd be throwing newts in so many water supplies for <laughs> these federal buildings. Because <laughs> it's, it's tetrodotoxin. I don't know. You know, this is untestable. Yeah. I mean, and it, uh, one one little drop of this can kill three blue whales. That's insane. You're a lot smaller than a blue whale. That's insane. And it doesn't break down from temperature. It's one of the few, te- one of the few toxins that doesn't break down. Hmm. So if, this may be the episode that gets, gets us shut, shut down. I said only if, only if, only if. Yeah. Hey, I didn't draw first blood. You play. Yep. You play, you play dumb stu- games. You play games. You yep. Get dumb prizes. Yep. That's true. Into, Into a, a super, super villain. villain. Man, no, that's how so they're made. This, this, this is insane. Like this, literally, this whole list is insane. Mm-hmm. Let alone. Well, and this is the what the government has copped. Yes. To every one of these. And a lot of these too. Like, uh, I would advise. I mean, looking at the pattern. Stay, get out of big cities. They're they're not good for anybody. They're not good for human beings. Cities should not like major cities, Los Angeles, like New York, the big. Uh, just cities in general. I mean, Savannah. They did one on Savannah. I mean, that's and that's a nice town. I liked Savannah, but not at, at the time. It wasn't really anything. That, okay. Just Still, so. major groupings. People shouldn't be piled on top of each other. It's just not good for you. It's not good for us. We're 
we've been trained to think that's normal. If you live there, to think it's normal, it's okay. Get out of the cities. Get your own piece of land. Get in your communities, your small, like-minded communities that are good for yourself and one another. Help your neighbor. Help yourself. Protect your kids. Eat healthy. Drink clean water. Raise quail. Uh, don't create bioweapons. I was going to say, you just, uh, you just keep talking. Well, we're, this is, these are important things. These are important things. So what is your overall thought on this stuff? Uh, the, govern, the government or people in power, not just because I think there's people in the government that are, aren't nefarious or bad. But I, So this, keep in mind, this is done by nobody in Congress. Yeah. This is done by nobody in the presidential suite. This is done by nobody in the House of Representatives. Yep. Those people literally, like, it's mostly are well, nothing. Most of it is, like, military stuff. It's No, I mean, it, it's like, CIA. Yeah, that too, yeah. It's CDC. Yep. It's military. Mm-hmm. It's these organizations that once you get to the top spot, you, you're a lifer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And you're not elected there. You're right. That's what I'm saying. You're not appointed by anybody, any citizen at all. You are, it's, it's. Yeah, you uh, us as citizens, we can't vote them out. We can't, we can't fight them physically. It that wouldn't end well. No, and it's like, it's insane. It is insane. And if I, I don't know, the one take, the one take out of this, I think. Well, there's obviously a lot of evil in these positions. What? I would be no. Bioweapons are awful. War is awful. We need more bioweapons. Says the guy running the military and the CDC and the, the WHO and the FDA and the CIA and the, the, band, the who NBA and the... Huh? What the band the WHO have to do with anything? Not the WHO. You said the WHO. Well, they wrote awful music. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're an infection to my ears. No, I'm just kidding. I like some of their songs. I was going to say, the WHO's not bad. They're not bad. I, like, I don't like... Their music particularly, but they're not bad. Yeah, they're not bad. You know, just because I don't like it doesn't mean it's bad music. It's just not my music. Eminent Front's a cool song. I'll, listen, I'll jam to that. Mm. Listen, Eminent Front. It's a put-on. Maybe they're telling us something. It's all I, a put-on. I get them confused with the doors. Uh, once you know the, the the doors, and once you hear that piano, that Ray Manzarek's signature. See, I don't know any of these people's names. I don't know, his piano stuff. What one do you think's the worst? CIA? No, like the the which which one of this list was the worst? Oh well, shoot, gosh, you have to pick one. Well, probably that last one then. You pick one wrong. Probably the last, the number one, because not only like we're doing that. To, you know how many people like India and um were were killed or are uh, born with genetic like diseases and problems and kids killed from Bill Gates's magic polio vaccine that he was testing on all these rural and poor like neighborhoods and villages in India and stuff. And just people are born disfigured, having all these problems, so many people dying, and none of it was like really reported so worldwide. So that may be why we don't actually hear about this anymore, or yeah. we won't hear about it anymore. Because look at all... Because it moved into the private sector. Right, and look when all these took place. Back in... Yeah. I mean, you know, the last one is in 91. Right. That's our latest one. Our, yeah, most recent. Most and of them I are, think it's probably because it all went private. Yeah, and there's so much... That's just a snippet. This is literally a tiny sliver, tiniest little sliver of everything that's going on. Oh, just be careful this is just out stuff there. Stuff they got caught and they had to admit. Yeah, just be careful. I, I, my Vaccine, personal. So, 
I'm having a kid soon. Yeah. And the vaccine list scares me so bad because it's like look how much look how much the list has grown. And I know you need you need some vaccines. But do you? Yes. Why? Uh, first off, like polio and stuff like that. You just got to look at which one you're getting and all this stuff. But even then, like, okay, was polio created? Like, doesn't matter at this point. I know, right? Which it sucks, right? It, yeah, it doesn't matter if measles was man-made. It doesn't matter at this point for yeah. your kid. You have to get those core. Ah, uh, I'm gonna challenge. You have to. I don't know. I you just have to get like polio. I don't know. You know polio bounce back in Washington. Yeah, because they probably release it again. No, I think like so for, for like seriously that what happened is that like there was a big hippie community out there. No vaccine. Washington State. Washington State. Okay. Not DC. Yeah, yeah. Washington State, and they had a gigantic polio like bounce back. So here's probably what happened: there was a big hippie community that was breaking away from their government or their society in which they were supposed to be living in within the frameworks of how they want you to be enslaved to the system in this country, they probably got away. And it's like, okay, how are we going to rein these people back in? Yeah, let's drop a polio bomb right on See, them. I don't think so. I think it was just because polio is everywhere. It's still there. Look at this list. You don't think so? I don't think that example is it. Oh, just saying. it's more widespread than an actual area. Just saying. It could be. It could be. I just think it was that... Uh, I, I think it's just one of those diseases that's always present. Hmm. Uh, and like for like I look back for fish and stuff like that. There's diseases... Like polio in every group of animal. Mm, yeah. So uh, it's not that that disease is not uncommon in the animal kingdom. Yeah. It specifically attacks uh, spinal growth and stuff like that. Uh, like it's just something that definitely like it was the first disease ever or second disease ever eradicated by mankind, mm-hmm. and then it came back because yeah. we stopped. Hmm. That's what they say. It's because we stopped. So, and I'd have to look like the one we talk about. It's like there's there's signs for man-made diseases. Yeah. Like when you look at them under the microscope and stuff like that, you right. can tell versus man made versus naturally occurring. Like HIV or AIDS. Yeah. And that like like a perfect looking Yeah. But polio, there's something like polio in every group of animals mm. on the planet. So, so it that one I believe is at least ninety nine percent natural. Well are, I mean, do all those animals then ha- have it or die from it? Are they immune from it? Or can they fight well, it it's naturally? Almost, it, 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 most of the time, it shortens their lifespan extremely. Okay. Uh, but most animals, so most lower animals, get to breed before it kills them. Gotcha. Okay. So it doesn't affect the population as dramatically. Uh, animals that have longer lifespans, it takes longer for them to breed. Mm-hmm. They can wipe out very quickly. Uh, but why it's so bad for humans is our like our trans like we move across the country, right? And we intermix with so many different other groups, right? That those diseases have such a stronghold mm, on our okay. race. Uh, so, like fish populations and stuff like that, it just normally kills the population. So, we need so the to... population dies off before they mate another fish population. So, you're making the case for stay local, build a, a strong community with your close neighbors. Now, and you're friends. talking about 15 minute cities. No, 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 not like that. Yeah, no, 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 no. Wilbur just went full 15 minute cities. Not cities. I'm 100% against 15 minute cities. I'm saying stay local, said... like. You know, local farms, local communities, support each other. All within of your house. Uh, yeah, possibly, and but leave, uh, freedom is allowed. You're allowed to do what you want, raise how you want, but just in good ways. See, Always. I don't... Screw 15-minute cities. It's a prison. It's, a, it's an attempt at a prison to sap your resources and your your life force away from you. 
stand out. You need to go outside, stand in a green pasture with no shoes on. Um, watch the sunrise, butt naked. Um, expose your genitals to the rising sun. Get that's how you, that's how you stay healthy. I don't think so. Not the sun anymore. Is it the real sun anymore? Is it a fake sun? Is it Bill Gates' artificial sun? No, I I just think it's it's killing us. The sun? Yeah. The sun ain't killing us. Well, it is. It, it actually, provides life for no, everything. The sun on Earth. is actively trying to kill everything in the universe. It's just the electromagnetic sphere is trying not to let it kill everything. It's a balance in life. It's like yin and the yang. Stars want to sterilize the universe. Right. See, you need you need the good and the bad. It all coexists as one. It all is one. You, if you have only good, or if yeah, if you have no bad. Then you have no recollect or no concept. I think you're trying to quote me from a different show, from something else. Daniel, you ain't on any other shows. I am. I'm on. I'm on the History Channel late at night. I put my hands up and I I say everything's aliens. (laughs) Daniel (laughs) Suclos. Well, you need. You do need the. You but you need the good and the bad. You need it. You need it. I actually just watched this thing about having good and bad. Like, okay, so like. Just using numbers as example, like you, if you have only the number one, only one thing existing, then there isn't, it's only this, like it's one, like you can't have anything outside of what that one is. So it's, it is as it is, there's no deviation from it. And if you don't abide by that one, you ain't existing. So you need two, you need two things to exist. So if you have, so having two opposite things, one is, let's say all good. That means two is all that's bad. One is uh, light, you know, two is dark. You got to have the opposites. So they'll clash, but at least you have everything together. You know, you have both everything existing in one and two, but they clash. They constantly clash. So I don't think anything is good or evil. I think everything has its balance. No, I don't think. I I think think it's all man-made constructs. Well, see, well, then here's where the interesting part comes in, and it's not, I don't think it is man-made because you have the the third number, the the Trinity, you have one, and then you have it's all let's say light and dark, one thing. You have two, which is all the shadows, the opposites of one. But then the third thing is the thing that brings them together to exist as one, the as one whole balance. The Horcrux. So it's huh? The Horcrux. What's that mean? Nothing. It's from Harry Potter. Oh, don't bring this that devilry into this. That would uh, demonology wizardry magic dark things oh you can but because then there'd be opposites that would you know balance it out so you need this third the number three you have three things that makes it all coexist together the third the number three you know bonds that's why they say like three is a holy number in all different religions around the world because it's like the trinity like you can relate it to christianity you know father son the holy ghost it's always the trilogy and all religions have their own trilogy so it's it's kind of interesting to think of it that way. Like, you need light, you need dark, but then you need something that also combines them and brings them together to have a balance. You can't just have both because they would constantly clash. You need something to join them together. See, that's all man-made. Could be. Could be, you look but... look at nature, just nature, peel humans away from it. Yeah. Is nature cruel for the rabbit because it gets hunted by the fox? Or is nature good for the fox because there's plenty of prey? No, it's neither. It's just nature. And if a mountain slide happens and kills them all, it's not good or evil. It's just nature. Right. It, but it, it exists. It does exist. It's yeah, measurable. It exists, but it's not good or evil. 
because if, right. if you're trying to individualize it, then yeah, you can make it a case that what's evil for one is good for the other. But not necessarily saying like evil is, you know, like 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 what are you saying? Like the mountain slide is evil, or the rabbit, or the fox it, eating the rabbit is evil. It is evil for one and good right. for the other. Exactly. That's humanizing it. Kind it's of, not, yeah. It's when you look from outside the system, it's all one integrated system. It exactly. All needs to happen. So it no all needs to happen. Evil. It's good, right? Exactly. It's good. It's opposites. It, it all no exists. Good or evil. Right. It's all one. It's a human construct. Is good or evil? It's like time. But you would time it, does not really exist. I agree with that. It's all it's all for humans to rationalize the universe. Right. Well, that makes sense. That makes sense. Yes. Good. And I agree with. I think we're we agree on that. I agree with you on that. But even though we perceive it as good or evil, regardless of a good or evil, you would agree that they're both opposites. You know. Yeah, in the human construct, yes. Yeah. I mean, well, even in nature, like no, getting, there's no such thing. You're either eating or you're getting eaten, right? You yeah, know. that's not good or evil. I agree with that, but it, they're both so opposites. You know what I mean? They both have to exist. No, because you're individualizing it. Well, what do you mean? It's not even. I'm not into. I'm you're individualizing it from the I'm, fox point of view or from no, the rabbit's point of view. And yes, you have to in look a at sense, it from the outside, it's all one thing working. Correct. That's what I'm getting at. I'm not saying like. I'm saying that it's regardless if you're the outside observer from one perspective of the rabbit or the fox, it's good. From the opposite. They're both opposites. What I'm saying is they're both opposites need to occur for things to coexist or nothing would move on. It would all just... If everything just didn't eat nothing else, then they wouldn't get fed. It would just... They would die. Then the whole thing would die. But it's not opposites because everything is eating. Everything's eating everything. Yeah. So it's not opposites. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You're just fighting this. I'm Why not. It's not. It's really what I think. How, okay. So is a shadow the opposite of light? Is darkness the opposite of light? No, darkness is the absence of light. Correct. So wouldn't that be the opposite of light? I don't think so. I think you're just trying I, to... I don't think... It's weird because the constructs... It, it's. I always try to think of outside the human construct of stuff. I think I am too. Right now, I'm trying to be. And it's like... It's the whole thing with people. Like nature stops existing once humans aren't experiencing it. So, are we the creators of this? We, for our own constructs, yes. It's like, but no, nature is continuously. Like, if people disappeared all of the face of Earth right now, yeah, everything's going to continue. Rot continues. Like, it's all part of one cycle. So, it's not the cycle is not good or evil. The cycle exists as one thing, right? And the one thing contains everything, which is, contains opposites. It has to see. That's it has a, to. That's a human construct. I'm just saying it has. There's to. There's no opposites because it's all the same. I know it's all the same. We're so I'm it's saying not opposite. That. It's not opposite if it's all the same. That's oh, a contradiction. Huh? That's a, a contradiction. It's not all opposite if it's all the same. In the whole of everything, it's the opposites. Their opposites exist to create the one. Fullness. Something like that. Agree to disagree. I will. I'm about to fart in your mic. I'm going to wait till you leave. I'm going to fart right in that thing. I'm just saying agree to disagree. I, I, I'm not trying to change your mind. You're trying to change my mind. I ain't trying to change nobody's mind. I'm You're just trying, trying to force to, me. I'm trying to force my opinion on you. Yeah, that's literally <laughs> what I just said, but okay. I know, I know. I just said that to be funny. I'm just get, I'm getting it out there. I'm getting I thoughts out there. I have been Daniel. And I have been Wilbur. And we are exploring... The shack. The shack of life. The shack of reality. 
This should be conspiriality, Shaq, today. I love just letting you talk sometimes because it just ends up at such weird, random, interesting place. Yeah, it's, it's like it's like uh, when you I don't know, um, you burn something and you just watch like the flame like take whatever trail it's going to, and then it just fizzles out into some nothing. All right, have a good weekend, guys. <laughs> Bye. Bye. make decisions for your company you look for the no-brainers and if you have a lot of mailing to do stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer mail checks invoices documents and everything you need to keep your business running get rates up to 89 percent off usps and ups and with the mobile app you can take care of mailing on the go make the same no-brainer decisions as over 1 million other businesses with stamps.com sign up at stamps.com with code program for a special offer that's stamps.com code program Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.